Jennifer Zamparelli on 2FM. Sponsored by Virgin Mobile. We'll tell you when your phone is paid off. Virgin Mobile. Bring on amazing. Now, whether you like it or not, all of us are biased or prejudiced. Some are harmless, but some can be really negative, hurtful and and even dangerous. But do we have the power to change unhelpful beliefs about others, even if we are, well, even if we're unaware we even have them? Dr. Lucy Michael is a researcher and consultant on equality and inclusion, and she joins me now to talk about unconscious bias and what we can do to tackle it. You're very welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me in. Great to have you. Okay, this is a term I've heard so many times before, but but what exactly exactly does unconscious bias mean and are we all are we all affected by it yeah, so unconscious bias is having its moment uh, right now. We all have unconscious and conscious biases. Conscious biases are not necessarily visible in our behaviour, but they're something that we know we're thinking, a belief we know we have. Unconscious biases are the beliefs that we use all the time, but we're not necessarily 100% aware that we have them. They might be ideas we heard on the radio. They might be something we read on the internet uh, that sits in our brain and helps us make decisions, even though we're not consciously doing it. Unconscious bias has been everywhere since Black Lives Matter 2020, mm. people wanting to know how to be a better ally and so on. Uh, okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, because it, it, I hate to use the term, but it seems to be a bit of a buzzword at the moment. But do people actually know what it really is? Can you give me some examples of the types of bias we can encounter? Sure, like at the really simple level, yeah. a, hir- a hiring panel might choose a male candidate over a female candidate because they have loads of biases about what men are better at than women. Or, you know, it, it's easier to, and more exciting to be part of the rise of a bright young man in your company than a woman returning to the workplace. There's lots of biases that we use around gender every single day. So they're probably the ones most people will find it easy to understand mm-hmm. and recognise in themselves. Absolutely. OK, so how does this type of uh, bias affect areas in our society like policing and education and I don't know other institutions. Yeah so unconscious bias is basically triggered by any information we come across uh, and our brain starts to use it to make make decisions. So people who are making decisions uh, fast in the workplace, in their jobs and those are important decisions they're using all the information at their their availability and their brain is acting on everything it knows whether they think they know it or not. Um, So when it comes to important decision makers like the police, like like the doctor you go to see, um, like the teacher in the classroom, they're making really important decisions all the time. Um, and and they're doing it fast. They're doing it using the ideas that they have. And they don't always recognise the kinds of ideas they're using to make decisions. So those decisions become collective. They become a pattern of things. So at the individual level, you or I be using our biases all the time. But we might not be making that important a decision with every bias. Mm-hmm. You might be deciding to make a sandwich. You might be deciding who your kids play with. The latter is more important for society than the former, right? Mm. Um, but I think probably people put more thought into whether they're having a vegan sandwich or not. Yeah. So you, do you think when we have to make decisions quickly, that's when our un, uh, unconscious bias will, will come through? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Uh, and, it, you know, it's things like affinity bias, where we pick people like us, confirmation bias, where we believe a fake photo because it says what we want it to. Um, and those biases are created all the time. So... The idea of unconscious bias awareness is that you can know what your biases are and act on them, but actually that's a lot of work. Um, So when we talk about how we address unconscious bias, awareness is like a tiny, tiny piece. Actually, it's what you do with it. Your biases are not really what you think, it's what you do with them. Uh, And so it's, it's what we can do that's the important thing. What can we do? 
Well, at the individual (laughs) at the individual level, I suppose it's really to understand that the world is not made up of just the things that you do, but the things that everybody does in the same way at the same time. So the world is made up of structures that makes it easier for us to do that. So we don't have to do that information gathering and evidence all the time. Uh, The structures and systems we have reduce our anxiety around decisions. So we do what everyone else does or we do what we were told to do. You do what's on the script, right? Mm. And and so we're all using those scripts. So it's really structures and institutions where bias sits rather than in the the individual. And the unconscious bias awareness approach puts all that focus on you and me as individuals to change things. But if we really want to change things, we have to think about what we're doing alongside everybody else. So that's where the first thing is individually. You want to talk collectively, then what we do collectively. Then we start really thinking about what are those systems and institutions that might be in your school, who gets involved in things. It might be in your church, who gets invited to tea or to take part in your parish uh, committee. Mm. It might be in your workplace, who gets hired, what kind of policies or practices are there, what impact is your product or your service having on society. Um, And those involve us talking to each other about the biases that we use um, and reducing some of that anxiety. I think one of the big problems, Jen, is that people go, oh, I must know about my biases. And they end up either anxious about what they might say wrong. Mm. And anxiety drives up bias, actually, not drives it down. Really? They might end up guilty. Oh, I have guilt. I have biases. I feel really bad about that. What am I going to do, Jen? Well, actually, guilt is a real demotivation for action. It actually makes us reassure ourselves rather than take action. And the last one is anger. Uh, people can be quite angry, particularly if they're made to take an unconscious bias training by their employer and they never get an opportunity to talk about how they feel about it. They're angry that their employer is messing with what's with their own thoughts. That mm. feels very personal to us. Yeah. Anxiety, guilt, anger. They're not great starts. Yeah, I just don't see how people would be open about their unconscious bias because it feels to me it would be like a, a deep, dark, rooted secret that we all in, might have that we don't want people to know about or we try and well, hide it. But the idea of unconscious bias is we actually don't know it ourselves. Okay. So, But what's really interesting is lots of things now are being labelled as unconscious bias and they're not actually unconscious bias. So give you an example. Uh, when some of the big tech companies started to bring out uh, AI games that would mimic your body language, they forgot to ask women and children to test the games and the games couldn't read women and children players. Now, did they actually forget because of unconscious bias or did they forget because the tech industry has promoted a lad culture, refused to employ women, refused to employ black people, you know, reproduced a software that has allowed discrimination and abuse, uh, that's allowed AI tech to discriminate against people in jobs and hiring. I think it's much more about that reproduction of biases and mm-hmm. how people openly, consciously say, oh, women don't belong in the tech industry. You know, and we've seen how hard women have had to fight for that. We've seen how hard minorities have to fight against, you know, for employment in the tech industry and against abuse they receive online. So is it that? And that's really where I'm looking. Is it getting better or is it getting worse? Because in terms of unconscious bias, do do you think, I mean, just after the comment you Mm. you said there, are we making any progress, uh, progress as a society when it comes to tackling discrimination and racism? I mean, how are we doing? Well, a lot of researchers are now saying the unconscious bias approach is kind of actively harmful to anti-discrimination because companies, employers are making people take it and saying individually you be responsible for taking the bias out of your work. But actually, that's not undoing what's happening at the systematic level. And it's taken the focus off the organisations that have resources. It's taken the focus off the state. It's taken the focuses off what we can do as community. And it takes the focus off what we do together. 
Um, you know, and again, remember, like unconscious bias approach is about what we individually don't even know. So if you and I want to change that, we have to really say, OK, let's acknowledge we all have biases and we use them. I know that there's information in my brain. I would not like to be there in my decision making, but that means I have to slow down my decision making. Okay. I have to look for evidence and I have to check in with other people. Does that sound OK to you? That's a very important question to ask, isn't mm. it? Uh, I feel a lot of uh, decisions that are made in the corporate world, maybe the, those people who are making decisions, those decisions aren't asking that question. Yeah. And we all need to be better at, we're talking about communication today, we all need to be better at communicating what we feel is right and wrong. And maybe, you know, uh, try this approach and that approach. And, mm. and communication is key in all yeah. of this. Yeah. Uh, really interesting stuff, uh, Dr. Lucy. If if people want to find uh, out more, where can they go? If, especially if they're, they own a business or they're in the school system or you have any kind of organisation and we all need to be aware of this unconscious uh, bias. Where can they go for more info? The first thing I'd say is don't run out and buy an unconscious bias awareness training because what you're doing is putting yourself in all that situation I just talked about, the anger, the anxiety, the guilt, right? What you actually want is to think about what's happening in your organisation, who's included and excluded, what kind of practices are there. Start talking to people in your organisation before you run out and find somebody external to tell you what's wrong or what else you should do. And um, I've just put up a web page on my website. You can find some of the links there and a, a fairly clear explanation of what we just talked about this morning. It's lucymichael.ie. Uh, and you can check out that in our resources section. Hopefully that helps people to think about where to go next and take the actions we just talked about. Amazing. Uh, Dr. Lucy Michael, thank you so much. Uh, LucyMichael.ie is the website and we'll be back right after this. Jennifer Zamparelli on 2FM.